Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Do WWE have some major heat with the networks that put on their shows? I am Luke Owen. I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Little Miss Celsia Crap Whoa. on the Internet, Denise what? Salcedo. What? How's it going, Denise? Hold it, Sean. I'll come to you next. I'll come to you next. Yeah, Sean. How's it going, Denise? Hold your horses. This is my show that we're on now. Well, technically mine and Luke's, but still. So you know what? This is my intro. Let me take it. Welcome all. How are you doing, Denise? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Good. That is excellent. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your debut on the Shopping Network. Well, no, it's a Shopping Network type show. Yeah, but it's on okay. Amazon Live. But I didn't know what else to call it. Show that sells stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we are joined this week, of course, our special guest, the second hardest working person in all of sports infotainment from Fightful. You know, from Fightful Select, he is one of the best at this game currently right now. Sean Rossap, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, Denise, do you want to compare analytics really quick? <laughs> well, let me see. I just got some breaking news from AEW. What about you? Let me see. Let me make AEW's sure. AEW's pay-per-view event all out to air in select theaters in North America on September 5th. Bam, outscooped you. Suck it, Sean. There you go. <laughs> I didn't get it. They they hate me now. Suck they it. hate me now. Suck oh, Sean, you should you Sean, you shouldn't have taken that catering at SummerSlam. But, now but you're you know what? AEW's bad books. I'm just going to take Denise's news and tweet it out to my 101,000 <laughs> Followers. Sean, we all get it. It's a big deal for you. You're from Kentucky. Here, not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a how would you my know neighbor, if it's a big deal or my not? My neighbor is a bigger influencer who? than you. Who? Who? Oh, I live next to famous people, cool. Sean. Who? I'm in LA. Who? I don't know tell how to, who? I can't reveal their information. Who? You can't you can't tell us an influencer so we can go be no. influenced by them. Denise I can't give you the person's name and where they live. Guys, liar. Guys, guys. Denise is a liar. I knew guys. it. Guys, look, we are, we're all friends here. We're all going to talk about the news yeah, we today. We're going to have a fun and grand old time. Also, I have out Hollywood 
Hollywood Salsados Day, How by the so? way. How so? I did some interviews uh, for Shang-Chi today, which are going to be going up on Cineworld next week. Oh, Ooh. okay. I did, I did Congratulations. something with a, with a peripheral Wrestle Talk site that hasn't gone up yet, and I'm very excited to see up. Oh, Sean, can you let Luke have his moment? This, this is what I no. mean, Luke. Sean doesn't let anybody have a moment. Like this was your moment. You're putting over your interviews, and Sean was like, "Well, Luke, can I'll you mute Denise too. real quick?" <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. I had so many people say you need to mute Sean today. I'm not going to mute anyone. I'm letting everyone have their floor. I'm letting everyone okay. have See, because their Luke is a kind person, Sean. You should <laughs> learn a, a thing or two from I, Luke. I mean, D- Denise, look, I mean, you're one of my favorite people that I do these shows with. However, when Sean mutes you, like that WWE superstar that said they think it's hilarious, I also think it's pretty hilarious. Denise, I got to ask you. So you sent me some birthday gifts and I haven't How opened. How many have you gotten, by the way? I think I think three. Okay, you're still missing one. Okay, so one of these is from you. There was one that didn't come wrapped. No, then that can't be from me. Did you send me a bunch of Mexican candy? Who the hell ass would send you that, Sean? I what don't know. What other Mexicans do you know? A yeah, lot. It didn't come packaged? I mean, kind of. It came in a clear package. <laughs> and Damn I was it, like, they spoiled my surprise. And okay, here's me, I can't here's me. say anything more. Here's me being like, I don't want to be racist, but Denise had to send me this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you were afraid that you were going to be racist by insinuating that I was the one who sent you Mexican candy? Sean, that's not racist. If you would have told me, Denise, did you send me a bunch of Mexican candy? I would have been like, yes, like I did right now when I said, Sean, how many other Mexicans do you know that are going to send you candy? Denise, before my wife, I dated a couple of Mexicans. Oh, wow. So maybe they sent me. Mexican. (laughs) He's the same. Yes, they they didn't. (laughs) They didn't immigrate at all, Denise. They were born here in Kentucky. Sean. I'm just trying to make a point here, okay? And my point is that you are trying to work around trying to find out if I sent those to you. Because I thought you sent me two things. I thought no, you me- I tweeted you and I sent you. I sent you the Mexican candy because on our Monday post show, Luke, Sean was saying that he's never had an elote or a raspado. And I started to think to myself, wow, that's really sad for Sean. Let y'all me got, send him a little bit of my Mexican culture. And so I sent you a ton of suckers. So I sent you a ton of Mexican candy. So enjoy. Bro, that's one of your bro, gifts. I, I busted open the, that mango Don't candy. open it yet, though. Don't open it yet. You cannot I, open it yet. I already did. Dude, well, stop eating them. Don't eat them anymore. Stop. I ate a mango candy. And why is there spice in everything? Because. That's quite nice, though. Yeah, it is. Denise sent me for Christmas last year. Like, they had a lot of spice in it. It was dead nice. Yeah, it was. I just wasn't expecting it because I eat, like, dried mangoes a lot. And then I ate this mango candy. And I was like, this is pretty similar. And then it had this spice to it. And I was like, I was not ready for this. There's a bunch of spice beware. But can you hold the phone for a second? Because you're going to need that. Yeah. Okay. Continue on, Luke. Thank you very much. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's wonderful to basically be like, because I listen to you guys every Monday uh, or, you know, every Tuesday, really, for me, uh, doing the Raw Review. And I basically just get to be like, I'm in live in person hearing you do one of your shows. That's quite nice, really. Uh, but we are going to be talking, uh, we've got a bit of news to talk about today. Uh, this is coming off the back of SummerSlam, off the back of the first dance and all this sort of stuff. And apparently 
WWE have found themselves in slightly hot water with both USA and Fox. So from the USA side of things, this comes in from Andrew Zarian, one of Denise's best friends, uh, that said there's a little bit of an issue with NBC and the USA guys and the fact that the SmackDown roster is really stacked now. That's because the two big returns at SummerSlam were both Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar, and both of them are on SmackDown. Uh, Denise, what did you what do you make of this? Do you think the Raw is now like suffering, and that's why USA might be a little bit upset about that? Well, I think that if I'm just saying that if I worked at USA and I was seeing the discourse that the fans and the people are having and the people and what they're saying about the product. And then in comparison to SmackDown, like how many times don't you hear people essentially saying like, hey, uh, I can't stand watching Raw, but I'll definitely check out SmackDown. And I feel like if you're seeing that discourse, like and then you're also seeing the product and you're seeing the difference and you're seeing how like much loaded SmackDown is, I would consider being a little bit, you know, worried about that. Like, why isn't there, you know, more being put into Raw? And, you know, that was one of the things that I, I, I mentioned to Sean on our past Monday show was I mentioned basically asking, like, do they know that they are no longer that A-plus show? Because the A-show is now SmackDown, and it's been SmackDown for a while now, but I think because for such a long time, a lot of us have been used to it being Raw, that, you know, there is that shift. Uh, Sean, I mean, there were two huge returns uh, on Sunday. Like, I thought that WWE might, because they haven't really got a lot of these left now that they can spread out for the rest of the year. But, you know, they did both Becky and they did uh, and Brock on SummerSlam. Uh, what did you make of both of their returns? And are you surprised by Andrew's reports? So um, I, I'm not surprised because I had been speaking with Andrew and some other people for a couple months about the Fox WWE relationship. And it's even more complicated than I can really put forth right now as I get these headphones out of my shot. Um, but I, when I was speaking to somebody in WWE, they were like, Hey, please wait until after SummerSlam. There are things that are going to happen that will probably change your story. And they did significantly. The Becky and Brock stuff significantly changed the story. As far as NBC knowing that there are the B show, so to speak, I think they already got that impression when they paid about the same amount for three hours on a Monday as Fox was paying for two hours on a Friday. However, the relationship between USA and Peacock is at least stronger than that of Fox and Peacock because they're under the same umbrella. And that is a lot of money that that company overall is paying to WWE as well. I know Fox wasn't exactly thrilled that they got to promote somebody else's streaming service all the time, but I'm working on a story about that. And one of the things that people said to me was, well, Fox wanted the the right so bad they should have bought it for Tubi or they should have bought it for, for themselves and just aired it on broadcast tv on like you know every few sundays a month or whatever it may be but that that wasn't what happened so i mean they got to understand the nature of broadcast deals like fox isn't the only person or the only outlet that gets to run baseball or football or anything like that so i do agree with wwe in that sense it's just you do have to spread the wealth a little bit and you know, I thought that Raw was one of the more unoffensive episodes this week. We saw a lot of fresh epi fresh stuff next week as well. But the, the lack of stars on that show. And you got to remember, John Cena was on Fox, too. They, they put him on Raw like once, and the rest of his segments were dark. So, uh, yeah, if I were USA, I'd be like, hey, what's up here? And Denise had a really good line around, I think it was Hell in a Cell. She said it was like the sister wives arguing over who got the Hell in a Cell match. Well, as it turned out, Everybody did. They were like, here, you get one and you get one and you get one. Now enjoy and shut up.
it's it's a very contentious odd situation yeah I, I completely agree with the point you made there about like raw really feels like it's lacking in star power at the moment like once they finished the goldberg thing with bobby i was like man i don't know who's next because yeah. they haven't built anyone to, to face Bobby next. And it was like, I mean, Priest coming out on Monday and like challenging him and Seamus getting involved. I was like, I mean, it feels di- like that's fresh and that's different. And that I'm actually really into. They don't quite feel like they're on Lashley's level, but hey, do you know what? I'll I'll take it. But Denise, do you think that like Raw needed a Brock? Do you think they needed Brock more than SmackDown does? So here's the thing is that I feel for like a couple of weeks, there was a time where I kind of felt like SmackDown really was just Roman Reigns' show, but here's the thing, because everything that he was doing on that show and everything that you were seeing play along, you know, with the story of the Usos and Paul Heyman and everything that they were doing there, it sort of carried that show, even though it really was sort of just focused on that one person. And then we started to see them, you know, give a little bit more stories to other people once we saw, you know, Edge return, once we had the, you know, incorporation of his storyline with Seth Rollins, and you started to see a little bit more of that. But then over on the Raw side, like even when they're lacking, I didn't really feel that there was somebody as strong as Roman Reigns sort of keeping that show together because Bobby Lashley like for all of the good stuff that he's doing I personally still do not see him at that Roman Reigns level in terms of like really like keeping the show together and being at that high interest level where I feel people want to see. And there's a difference there with him and Roman Reigns as champions. And then also like, given the fact that you have that additional hour, I mean, there could be, I mean, you know, watching SmackDown, there could be some shows that necessarily aren't that great, but because it's two hours, it just goes by so much faster. So I can tolerate a, a bad episode of SmackDown a little bit more than I can tolerate that, you know, three hours of a bad raw or necessarily three hours of a raw that I've already seen five times. So it's just that issue was that there was really nothing there to get you other than a bunch of rematches. And then here's the problem. And here's the other thing that I was also mentioning to Sean on Monday was that we had a pretty decent show this past Monday. Okay, great. Let's just say that they really do keep putting on decent shows and you start to get, you know, back on the road and not back on the road, but back on track in terms of putting on good shows because there is such a bad stigma to Monday Night Raw right now. If, you know, people like us, if we're out here and we're telling our viewers like, hey, go tune into Raw, it's a pretty good show. It's going to take a very long time for people to believe us and for people to actually tune in and give it a shot because of all of the negativity that has been surrounding that brand. I mean, I, I just didn't realize that I actually am in uh, the company of the only two people I know that watch Raw live uh, and oh, watch yeah. it all, like, to do their post-show afterwards. <laughs> it's it's um, been a great benefit to us, though. Like, our numbers have <laughs> shot through the roof because everybody else is dropping, like, flies, and me and Denise are the buzzards that are just picking the bones right now. Hey, man, it was a smart play. Um <laughs> Jean, like I think for the the Becky situation and her going to SmackDown, I feel like they kind of needed a Becky Lynch in yeah. on their women's roster because, like, I mean, Raw's not been a great scene, but at least they've got Flair and they've got Asuka and they've got a few other people, Rhea Ripley and Nikki, that they can fall back on. Do they but have like, Asuka? Smackdown... I haven't seen her on the show in months. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, they have the options. Is my what was my other point? They have options. Yes. But, like SmackDown, it was just like, I mean. Yeah, Belair's beaten Carmella a thousand times. She's beaten Zelina Vega a thousand times. Like, who else was there? I think SmackDown really needed Becky Lynch. I think they did based on the way that they booked their show. I mean, look at the way they booked their show. You debut Shotzi 
and Tegan, and they beat the women's tag team champions three times in a row. So what, we're, we're supposed to want to watch that a fourth time? And then they're like, hey, Tony, come on over here. And she beats Zelina, and then they're like, oh, Zelina, no, you get a title shot, or you get a top contender match. Carmella, you want four or five of them? There you go. Instead of just, you know, I hate to say it's how AEW does it, but if they've got somebody who's going to be moving to the back of the line, a Chris Statlander or a Red Velvet, they're like, you know what? Let's get them their wins. They can get beaten by the champion pretty soundly, and then eventually they'll get back there. You know who got back there? Britt Baker got back there. Hangman Page got back there. There are so many people. Like They don't have to be undefeated. Good wrestlers can beat other good wrestlers in a title match. I would have loved to have seen Tony Storm win four or five matches and Bianca Belair is like, I'm going to knock you off before you get any more momentum. And that's like a major SmackDown match on Fox. There you go. And people are going to look at Tony Storm and go, who's that if they don't know? This is not rocket science. It is not rocket science. But the way that WDB books it, and they did it to Bianca too. So whenever I have people say, oh, well, look at Bianca. It worked for her. She got parked all 2020. She showed up on Raw, beat Zelina 232 times, and got parked until she was moved to SmackDown. I can't remember how many weeks me and Denise are like, why is Bianca not on the show? Why is she not on the show? Until it's that act's time, uh, so often, if they see something in somebody, they just keep them off TV. So that's why they need Becky Lynch, because they've they've parked so many people. It's like, okay, well, you brought up Shotzi and Negan, and they're doing the same thing. Tony's not doing anything. Bianca faces the same opponents every single week until Sasha comes back, and now Sasha's not around. And I want to add to that because if you guys, you know, at SummerSlam, when, you know, Sasha Banks didn't come out and it was said that it was going to be Bianca versus Carmella, I think that the reason why that little swerve worked with Becky Lynch coming out afterwards is because we have been so, we've been taught to believe, or to, we, we've, we've seen so many rematches that them essentially doing the Bianca Carmella was not necessarily going to be a shock to us where we've been so conditioned to sort of be disappointed in seeing these rematches so many times that I genuinely think a lot of people bought that. And that's like the one thing where I was like, you know, the fact that a lot of people bought that we were really going to see Bianca versus Carmella, including myself, I feel like that's a bad sign in terms of, you know, not giving them the benefit of the doubt. And you want to have that. We've been so conditioned again to those rematches. Denise, they've done this a, a few times. Like we've we've mentioned it how they'll be like, "Oh, look, we're doing the same crappy thing we've always Oh, psych, we got something okay for you." Like that should be a shining example of maybe you should change. If the whole audience is groaning and they're going, "Oh, we thought you were changing. We thought you were different." And you've got to use that to manipulate the audience. Oh, man. And it's happened in a lot of their big moments. It has. Oh, yeah. I've actually seen a few people in the chats have just been like, where's Liv Morgan? And like, I'm going to echo what Sean just, I just, I'm just going to echo what Sean said there. It's not her time at the moment. So she's mm -hmm. just not on TV. She's just she been had, parked. She had a storyline, or if you want to call it a storyline ahead of Money in the Bank, I thought they were doing something with this. Hell, at this point, I, th I thought either A, she was going to win the Money in the Bank, and then I thought maybe, okay, maybe she's going to do something with Sonya Deville. I don't know. And then she just, poof, disappeared for like the 500th time that they've done this to her now. Unreal. Oh, yeah.
And it, it's okay to cycle talent in and out and give them breaks and stuff like that because AEW does that a lot. Impact does that a lot. Like Cardona disappeared for like six weeks and it was okay. And then like, especially with WWE people, it, you get that ready built return pop. And then they look like a big star in front of whatever live crowds these are. Well, the other side of this coin is that it's not just USA that are apparently unhappy with WWE because SmackDown has the stacked roster. Fox as well, apparently, aren't uh, particularly pleased with WWE. This comes in from Dave Meltzer in today's Wrestling Observer newsletter talking about Brock Lesnar, saying it was literally a last-minute deal to bring Brock Lesnar back in for SummerSlam, and it was done for a number of reasons, some of which related to Fox, CM Punk showing up in AEW, and uh, John Cena leaving. Uh, so it, uh, Dave says here, Punk has a positive relationship with Fox from his making his deal with them for WWE backstage. In fact, it was Fox who were among the first to congratulate Punk on the big ratings Rampage did last Friday night. Fox is very upset that WWE didn't make a big offer to Punk to keep him from going to AEW. And politically, WWE felt the need to get Lesnar and Lynch to SmackDown right away. Denise, I don't think it's massively surprising that WWE didn't make a play for CM Punk to stop him going to AEW, but are you unsurprised that Fox are upset about that? So I actually want to take a second and laugh at the fact that if anybody was going to benefit from CM Punk debuting in AEW, it's Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar <laughs> used the perfect timing to, you know, as we all know, he's a business guy, he's a money guy. So I thought that that was absolutely hilarious. So I did need to point that out. But in terms of Fox, like, I get it. I get why they're upset. But at the same time, it's like, look at everything that's happened. I think CM Punk has made it very clear that he was not going to return to the company. And just kind of seeing what type of guy he is based on, like, interviews that I've seen of his and, you know, stuff that he's tweeted, stuff that he has said. I think that, and I could be wrong here, but I'm assuming that, at this point, the money and the amount didn't necessarily matter as to the guy just wanted to be happy and just wanted to like live his life. Like that's the way I see it. So I feel like if anything, maybe I get why Fox is mad, but at the same time, it's like, look at everything that has happened between these two parties. I just don't see there being any sort of peace between them. Uh, I think, Sean, like, do you think this is kind of like a, a good make-do? If uh, if WWE weren't going to make a play for Punk, but they can now say to Fox, hey, we brought in Becky Lynch, we brought in Brock Lesnar, <laughs> even though that may upset USA Network, it's almost like a domino effect. But do you think like it was worth it? Do you think that's a good trade-off? I think it's, it's um, a nice effort. I think it's a really good effort. But, um, man, the, the issues with Fox and WWE are, are one are ones that I don't know that they've navigated as much. Like, I mean, of course they used to be on UPN and all that stuff like that. But I mean, UPN was like lucky to have SmackDown on their show. I think we can all agree with that, especially for the rates they were paying. Fox is like, no, we're paying a lot of money. Wrestling is finally getting the money that it deserves as far as ad rates because they were underpaid for a very long time, but they want to return on that. And a lot of the people at Fox I was talking to, we're like, we don't see the effort. We don't see the effort. And they're like, they're like, if people think that we don't have people that know about wrestling, keeping tabs on this, when we spend a billion dollars on it, you're wrong. Of course, we're not just blindly dropping a million bucks on it or a billion bucks on it. They've got people that are in the know and know when effort is or isn't being made. So when you do a go home show like last Friday that 
my review on select was four minutes long because it was just me saying, Hey, this is a rematch. This is a rematch. This is a rematch. This is a rematch. And there was a cool promo at the end. They're aware of that. They're very aware of that. And they don't like that either. Um, so I think in a situation with Cena, Becky Brock, you're not going to run rematches into the ground because you don't have them for as many matches. You can't do that. So therefore, the programs that you're going to book are more creatively satisfying. I didn't hate the Goldberg-Lashley build because it was like, well, at least we didn't see him wrestle 732 times. Yeah, um, suppose, and yeah. that, that's the, the benefit for me as a viewer for part-time wrestlers is I'm like, well, great. At least we're going to see an effective build and some promos, and then we'll finally get to see him touch at a pay-per-view. It's such a weird thing that they've forced themselves into. Denise, do you think that this is something that they may want to address when it comes to the draft? When is the draft happening? Is it in October, the draft? I, I forget when As they've actually now. pushed it back. Say again? As of now. As of now, it's October. Okay, cool. Like, Do you think this is something that they can maybe, like, you know, they can alleviate some of the issues that they've got with both networks by saying to them, hey, look, we've got a draft coming up soon, and that's the, that's going to reshift the balance? No, because this happens all the time. Like we get the same matches, then they do the draft, and then we get the same matches again. So I'm but sorry, Denise, but I have no hope. It's the next big reset. It's the Denise. next big, Denise, Denise, the next big reset of rematches. They're waiting for the draft, Denise. <laughs> They're yeah. holding off till after the draft. And then like two, five months ago or however many months ago was, oh, well, they're waiting for the crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saving the creator for the crowds. I'm done coming up with excuses. It's either now or never because every single day that I mean every single week that goes by and we're on here talking about how bad a show was that is another person that's thinking you know what why am I going to spend my time tuning in she used to be the optimistic one too I oh, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I still try to find the I still try to find the positives and the bright sides and pretty much everything so I when you when you have to witness the the fiend Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell just feet away from where it happens and keep a straight face on, on did WG you see Pro that face that is not a straight face <laughs> that was the worst face i ever made <laughs> that'll change a person like denise watches wrestling and she gets like ptsd flashbacks and she's like oh. sean what's worse is i didn't know i made that face until everybody started sending it to me and i thought i made that face i wanted to die <laughs> that was, it was uh. terrible I am. Um, I didn't know you at the time when you did that, and I think me and Ollie like almost like reviewed Waltman's reaction. And I think, and I can't remember this. I need to go back and rewatch the footage, but I'm pretty sure that poor woman that sat next to Waltman that has got to pretend that this is good. Well, here's the thing: is that I was stuck between a bad situation. There was no winning in this situation for me no. because, like, it was you know Sean went off, and he's you know my boss on the podcast. I can't necessarily be like you're wrong if I'm trying trying to like, you know, tone, calm down the situation. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I would look foolish as hell if I defended that, even if I tried to defend it, like I would look horrible and I wasn't going to defend it because I knew that it was BS, which is why I made that face that I didn't realize everyone saw. Well, as Dion put it, face was funny though. Yeah. It's everywhere now. BTW. Lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. And then Sean went viral every, you know, Sean, he was texting you after that. So we went out to dinner and then he told me like, you know, that whole thing. And I was just like, oh my God, apparently it was like really bad. So there you I've, go. I, there, yeah, there are two stories that I've had. Like 
unsolicited, like 15, 20 wrestlers contact me about. I won't say one of them because it's kind of controversial, but this one was one of them. I had people from backstage immediately like, let's talk about this. Yes. Because <laughs> they they knew. <laughs> because there were a lot of people in in the back that thought that this might be an opportunity for a reset. Like we all knew that they backed the fiend into a corner here. They booked him into a corner, but they were like, okay, maybe they got something. Maybe they got some like master Vince McMahon grand plan, but no, no, it wasn't like that. Oh man. Well, Sean, I mean, just to, just to wrap things up on the draft and, and kind of like this new story, like, you, I, I mean, I'm not going to use the term because I actually, I was one of those people that were just like, hey, do you know what? They're just waiting until crowds come back and then all the good creatives going to come in. I was that fool. I was that fool. You had fool optimism, right Luke. I don't I blame you. I, 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 I was trying to rationale why the TV was so bad. I was like, there must be a reason for this. And the reason there's, must be they're holding off. There's always a scapegoat and there's always a scheme with Vince McMahon these days. Uh, I had somebody, okay, so I got a piece of information this week that I cannot post, but this person said, I don't know how we're going to pull this off and keep interest up for this thing to happen. And it's, it's really nothing major as, as major as I'm making it sound. And I was like, I have a great idea. I don't know if they've considered it, but it's a, it's a really big scheme. Book a good show. That's it. That's all you got to do is book a good show because you know what they, they do instead. They're like, uh, you know what? Let's do raw dark and let's do no commercials during any matches. And let's do a wild card and let's do a brand to brand invitational. Let's hire Eric Bischoff. Let's hire Paul Heyman. Let's fire Eric Bischoff. Let's fire Paul Heyman. Let's hire Bruce Pritchard. Let's do raw underground. Let's do retribution. Let's do a shakeup. Let's do another draft. Let's okay. Well, here we got the Thunderdome now. Uh, I'm sorry that Thunderdome did not add much more than what they had in the PC, except they laid in some audio over top of it. I didn't need to see those video screens. There's but always Sean, a it was award winning though. I know you it, add was. That. it was an award winning. I know it was. It won. Uh, it won the 2020 award for uh, thing I'm most excited to see never happen again from Fightful.com. <laughs> but it, there's always a scheme. It's never just. Let's book a sensible show where wins and losses matter and therefore everything else matters. It's it's there's a scheme always. I was gonna say, like, I, I think this week might have been the first one, but I'm gonna keep an eye out for a next one. I was thinking it's Friday. I don't think we had a championship contenders match mm. on this episode of Raw. Didn't have a championship match either. Nothing had stakes to it. Yeah, they're, they're, that it's was like, three hours, man. I mean, but that was their new thing that they were trying to do, which was this whole like championship contenders thing, which meant nothing. Like there was one, t- I think it was Priest when he beat Sheamus in this championship contenders thing, and Michael, uh, whoever it was, uh, Corey Graves, was like, well, that may put Sheamus, uh, may put Priest in line for a title shot. And I was like, well, yeah, I would certainly think so. Yeah. That's what the stipulation is, right? Yeah, they put Charlotte in a contenders match when she was already booked, announced, and promoted for this triple threat at SummerSlam. Yet she was in a number one contenders match. I don't even know well, what the I don't, they were doing. They call it a championship contenders match, but then sometimes when people win it, they don't get titles so or title shots. So I'm not sure what it even means. And I got people saying, "Oh well, it shouldn't bother you that much that Tegan and Shotzi." won that match because it's it's a championship contenders match and i'm like that doesn't mean anything that just means yeah. it's, an, it's a non-title match and also this is their third time beating the tag champs what more do they have to prove so now we're in a situation where if tegan and shotzi win 
it's like, okay, well, Tamina and Natalia got to break up because they lost four times in a row. They're the champs. They lost four times in a row. And if Tegan and Shotzi lose, oh boy, is that dumb booking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure they're going to be winning it. I mean, maybe they will, but I, th- I feel like they're going to go with Nikki and Rhea. Like, if they're going to put them together as the oddball tag team, that to me feels like that's their new favorite thing is the odd couple tag teams. We've got three of them on Raw. We've got Randy and Riddle, Ali and Mansoor, and now Rhea and Nikki. And give me that. Give me Tegan and Shotzi against those two, please. Jesus. And then get rid of those NXT tag titles because you didn't need to book them anyway. I'll take anything as long as I haven't seen it before. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, let's get into some of your ultra chats that you've sent across. Thank you all so much for getting in touch. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And while you're clicking on links, why not click the video link in the video description down below, beer52.com forward slash wrestle. UK viewers only. They've been sponsoring us all throughout SummerSlam week. They're continuing to sponsor us now into next week as well. You can get yourself not one, not two, not three, not eight, but 10 free craft beers on us. You've just got to pay for that postage, £5.95, and you get yourself 10 awesome free craft beers. I actually don't have any to show you here, A, 
I'm not drinking because I may have to rush off in a car to, have to have my wife to take to, you know, maternity wards and things like Priorities. that. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they're all at the office. So I have I don't have a product to show you here, but please do click the link in the video description down below. Speaking of which, actually, I wanted to show this off because I got sent this yesterday. I'm so excited I think, to see. I think Beer 52 should sponsor the childbirth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got sent this in the post yesterday by a viewer. So thank you very much, Dan. I don't know the gender of my child, but I know that they're going to have excellent taste. Oh, that's oh, so cute. Stop it. That's adorable. I love it. A little Ghostbusters baby grow. This is so <laughs> I, awesome. I love your new Twitter username, by the way. I saw it and I was like, God was damn great. it, Luke. That's hilarious. That was brilliant. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. I can't take full credit for that. Someone suggested it on our SummerSlam stream. And I was like, yep, that's the gimmick I'm taking now. No, I love That'll it. I me. love it. I was see, thinking like, someone... about it even like the day after. <laughs> Someone even got like Britt Baker to sign a piece of like merchandise at a signing to me that Aww, says like congratulations D A D. I mean, she called me Luca wins, but you know that's that's fine. <laughs> Did you, you didn't get my tweet by the way when I oh, said no, to no. you to name no, the Denise, baby Kevin? Denise I, Denise, I did get it. I just thought it'd be funnier to tweet you back and say I don't get it. Okay, well, everybody and myself did not realize that that was a joke, and then everybody started <laughs> to explain it to you, and I was like, how did he not get it? Amazing. I know. Amazing. I mean, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie said to me, he's like, I mean, at first I didn't get it either. But that's only what? because we don't have the same surname. But I was just like, it's so obvious. Well, okay, I guess it wasn't that obvious. Everybody else got it. Uh, Jared Hazelwood said, with how gutted NXT has become, do you think HBK could lose his smile and leave? I'm not saying he'd work for AEW. He's too loyal to Triple H to do that. But I can imagine he's probably just as frustrated as Triple H. He's not uh, literally married to the company. I, I think Sean's probably there to stay. He's been very loyal to, to WWE and to Vince. Yeah. Uh, Denise? I feel like Sean, I, I can imagine he's in a pretty good spot. Again, I don't know much about that, but I would say that he seems pretty well off to me. It's a pretty good deal for him. He, he gets to hang around in Florida teach wrestling um and a lot of these people grew up watching him so yeah i think it's uh pretty good i think it's a pretty good deal for him uh kiwi so just wanted to ask what is your wrestling guilty pleasure uh sorry but i have to admit for me it would be the miz winning the ww championship earlier this year i honestly thought it was a fun little reign honestly thanks for the great content guys I mean, he did have it for like, what, a whole seven days, I think he had a, in the end. I mean, I, for me, I look back on that time very fondly because we had so many people messages when he won the title being like, this is it. This is the year long reign of the Miz. He's going to have an amazing run as a heel champion. It's going to be awesome. We were there going, oh, no, he's being fed to bubbles. He's being fed to Bobby Lashley next week. I don't know what mine is. I think I, I like to see like. I love whenever whenever we see like brawling during the concession stands area, like by that area. That's a guilty pleasure for me because I like to see what like what concessions they're selling and how the arena looks, especially if I haven't been there. I don't know if that counts as a guilty pleasure, but every time we see anybody brawl in that area, I mark. I don't have any guilty pleasures because whatever I like, I like. I just like it. That's I what I was trying like to think about. It. I was trying to think, oh, what do yeah. I like that? The only thing I could think of was watching Sting brawl through the crowd. It's genuinely one of my favorite things in the world because it's like, oh man, it's like every main event of a TNA pay per view yeah. in like 2010, which they always that delights me. Uh, yeah. Ten Rosen said, 
Hey guys, love you three doing this show. Who do you think will potentially make the jump over to AEW? AJ Styles, Ricochet, Nakamura, Asuka. Also, what impact to NXT towns or WWE towns would Adam Cole leaving have? AJ Lee to AEW, please. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the Adam Cole thing. Today is the last day, as far as I'm aware, like from sort of the reports that I've yeah, seen. You know, sure, yep, Sean was putting out some excellent work on this. So, like, today is the day. Like, do we think he's getting the extension or is he on his way out? I think he's going to negotiate. I think he's going to see what everybody else has to offer. Which is a smart, smart thing to do. And, and I don't uh, think I, mean, I don't think AEW is the only game in town. I think that ROH will probably, if you don't throw out an offer, you never know. Because look, mm -hmm. look at the Good Brothers and Impact. Uh, I'm sure in 2019, everybody thought Impact doesn't stand a chance at getting the Good Brothers. But you know what? They threw out an offer. And then when the Good Brothers got released about nine months later, where'd they go? They didn't go to AEW. I mean, eventually they did, but they went back to Impact. That was the option there. Show them that you have interest. If you're ROH, show Adam Cole that you have interest. And you never know what might happen to lead him there i mean I, I know a lot of people go no chance i wouldn't have thought the good brothers were going to impact either uh ten Rizza adds back to ask how do you see the tp rights negotiations going if these types of decisions keep upsetting networks do they get significantly less and does aew get a far better deal next time a healthy pace to aew as well please thanks guys ftf uh denise do you think that fox will want to pay the same amounts for the show that they pay this time around I have no idea. And I'll just be flat out honest with you, because even that first number that what one billion dollars seems absolutely nuts to me. But and it seemed nuts to me when it was announced. And so, like, I don't know. I mean, how do you I, I can't see that happening again. But then again, we don't know what things are going to be looking like. And, you know, when what's once the time comes to renew, per se. Sean, shout out to FTF. Go to WrestleShop.com and buy one of those shirts from like a year ago, because. I still get royalties for those, but uh, <laughs> I think AEW will get a massive increase. Um, it actually would have probably would have been better if they waited to do that extension now than when they did. But I know they needed the financial security or they wanted the financial security. As far as WWE, I don't think their money's going to go down, uh, but uh, because I mean, they are still the top rated program, but I mean, there will definitely be talks and anybody that does their due diligence over how they conduct their show for everybody that says, Oh, well, who cares about their show? When they still get paid. Well, the better a show is the more people that watch, the more people that watch, the more money you can command on these deals. It is not that hard to figure out. Uh, Joey Robertson said, been wanting to say this all week. I felt that Carmella Swerve was an absolute waste of time. Could have just had Becky come out as soon as they said Sasha wasn't there, given time to the match. WWE just loves making people upset. Uh, I, I, I kind of get why they did it. I mean, to be honest, like I, I thought it was hilarious that they were still promoting that Sasha Bianca match during the show, like playing a video package for well being like, hey, by the way, this is the great, this is going to be the, a rematch of the greatest match this year. Make sure you stick around. Oh, we know it's not actually happening though. This is, this is, that was worse than saying John Cena is going to be in the Rumble and then the pre show being like, yeah, lol, sorry, he's not actually. I'll tell you something like being there when they announced Carmella and when we had what felt like a big chunk of time when that match was going to happen. I, I said this on my post show, but I was like, I felt like if there was a wave of everybody just finding out someone died because there was like was little bad. to no reaction where even the boos were delayed because people were just like, 
Oh, like it was just like the fun was sucked out of everybody. And then when Becky Lynch's music hit, I felt so thankful. I didn't even have like a, oh my God, it's Becky Lynch reaction. I had a, oh my God, thank God that they did not go with this match reaction. So look at the, look at the CM Punk thing. I think they would have been a lot better off on Friday. And when I, I spoke to somebody, they said, Hey, we're going to, this match probably isn't happening but we're going to promote it as if it is. I think they would have been a lot better off saying on Friday, Sasha Banks will not compete. She is going to compete against a mystery opponent and everybody would have known who it was. And in, instead of that mental roller coaster of, oh, it's Carmella. Oh, it's Becky to, oh, what was that? Everybody mm. would have like built the anticipation. And I know there are a lot of people that are like, oh, well, the surprise, the surprise. Everybody knew CM Punk was coming back Friday. Everybody knew. Did that affect anything? No. No, it might have made it better. Yep. I still cried. I actually <laughs> think that for the women, they could have done something totally different in the sense that you could have done, you could have, you, like, you, we, uh, we know that they knew ahead of time that Sasha Banks was not going to be in that match, right? Okay. So then I actually think that they should have done some sort of tournament on SmackDown. And I know they don't have very many women. Great. Have Tony Storm win that tournament. Have Tony Storm versus Bianca Belair. Have Bianca Belair get this great win over Tony Storm. And then you could have had that Becky Lynch moment. That's the way I think they could have done it differently. So it didn't suck the fun out of everybody and still had that surprise and still given Bianca Belair a, a a nice treatment, a respectful treatment as a champion, because I don't know. I just think they could have done it differently. A legit Thunder Boss said, if you think the networks are pissed off now, can't wait till Survivor Series. And Dan says, hi, guys. How is everyone doing? Really glad that you like the Ghostbusters baby growth. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, so happy for you guys. Speaking of networks, BT Sports seems to really love NXT UK, even though its future seems uncertain. What is to expect from NXT UK in the calendar year? NXT UK will continue to get away with being there until Vince McMahon remembers that it's there. And that's probably when it becomes a, a, an issue. Do you want to? I have you, some thoughts, but I was waiting yeah. for you no, to jump, jump, jump in. Well, my thoughts on this, well, my thoughts based on an outsider's perspective is that I've been note, I feel personally, I feel that I don't expect NXT UK to be around for very long. I feel like they're starting to cherry pick some of that NXT UK talent. And that's why we've been seeing, you know, dragging off Walter Kaylee Ray on NXT. And I won't be surprised if they cherry pick who they want and then let just the other people's contracts run out and eventually have the end of NXT UK. Because like I said, Let's be real. There aren't very many people watching the product. So I feel like if they're given that they're doing all of this budget cut stuff, that seems like a very obvious choice to essentially cut. So that's that's what I'm seeing based out of this. The other thing I'd add on the BT Sport thing as well is I'd imagine there's no reason why they're plugging NXT UK so much is because they paid money for it yes. and they want it to like they want people to watch it. So that that is probably why BT is so behind it. Well, people keep asking me why NXT UK hasn't been a part of the budget cuts. And I'm like, well, based on what they're getting paid, it ain't going to free up much budget. That's just, that's just it. A lot of those people yeah. do not get paid very much. And a lot of them hopped over for an opportunity. And that opportunity has not necessarily been there to the degree in which I think a lot of people thought. But there are people that are financially secure for now. If they get fired, they're not. But 
they are for the time being. They got a decent amount to exist under that WDB banner. Uh, Anonymous said, remember when Paul White came in saying he was going to do all the breakout news, stealing Sean Ross Sapp's job? And now CM Punk stole Paul White's job. Also, I can't wait for heel CM Punk versus Orange Cassidy. Yes, please. I mean, Who Sean, said he was stealing doing... my job? Who said that? Uh, Anonymous said that uh, uh, he's coming into uh, Paul White was coming in to do all of the, uh, the breaking news. Oh, yeah, he did wow. say that because I remember even making a joke of it where I said, I think I said something along those lines of like, oh, he's going to steal Sean's gimmick or I made a joke about five. Select. I remember making that something going on during that. Denise, segment. are you going to chant with us at all chant out? What? Tall Paul. Tall Paul. No, probably not. Yes, you are. I'm just going to pretend I don't know you during Tall the media Paul. thing. <laughs> Paul, Paul. She'll be too busy. She'll be too busy taking dumps. Brigadoon. That's my go-to place. I wait all year match. for it. So Denise is probably going to have the, have the, the booty squirts then. Oh, that's disgusting, Sean. <laughs> that's I mean, that's, just, you, that's too graphic for me. Your digestive system. It's not my problem. <laughs> I'm moving on. Brigadoon, with as successful as Punk debut has been, how concerned do you think that the powers in and around WWE are that talent is available for AEW to make more blockbuster debuts once a month for the rest of the year? Daniel Bryan, uh, Cole, Bray, Braun, etc. I, well, I mean, we we think that Brian, like the report is, and this is what uh, Andrew Zarian and many other places have said, Brian's going to be September. That's going to be the at uh, the New York show. Cole who knows on that one bray is another question mark as to whether they make the play for them i think Meltzer, you know he said on wrestling observer radio uh over the week last weekend that AEW assigned them and then started to backpedal what he was saying yeah, to be like oh, you know, yeah like it's more of a malachi black situation it's, it sounded to me like he said something that he wasn't supposed to say and then was trying to backpedal either that or he misspoke I Sean, think what, what, I'd be surprised if Bray and Braun go to AEW. I'd be very surprised. And I know a lot of people are acting like that's a done deal. I don't think so. Um, I think Brian might pop up sooner than what people think. Um, but Cole, I think he's going to see out this this negotiation period, and he should. And I don't, I don't think it ends this month. I don't think it ends this year. I think it keeps rolling through the winter. I think through february march we could see multiple big names pop up in AEW, and uh that's just the situation we're in we're in uncharted territory for the last 15 years at least since like booker t and mick foley and christian cage and a lot of people were moving from wwe to tna of their own volition and it's very exciting it felt like once a year luke like Oh five, it was Christian. Oh six, it was uh, Kurt Angle. Oh seven, it was Booker T. Maybe oh eight or oh nine, it was Mick Foley. Like every year, then Hogan came over in twenty ten, and uh, it felt like once a year there was something big in TNA that made us go, "Is that going to move the needle?" The difference is this is it's it is moving the needle to the point to where Warner Media is sending us press releases twice a week now. And Jacob Hansen said, I've got a theory. CM Punk is already working heel. So when he uses specific <laughs> wording to Darby, I want to help you. It's a setup, uh, his own vision of the straight edge society. Remember, uh, remember he has started WWE Creative. Remember he has stated the WWE Creative ruined that uh, previous group. I think he's definitely working babyface currently. But I, I would love to see, see, I'd love to see heel punk in AEW. 
I think so too, because I think what he was saying didn't come off as heelish to me, or at least that's not the way I read it. But I also want to go back to, to Sean and what we were just talking about though, because we we've all seen the photos of Sam Punk and those initials that he's been putting on his shoes. Do you think he's just doing that just to get some conversation going? I, I just love how people are like, oh, well, the AC uh, CF means always Chicago, Chicago forever. I'm like, shut, shut the hell up. Yeah, what does BDBW mean there, buddy? What's that mean? Brian Danielson, Chicago, Bray Wyatt, Chicago. Like, not everything is is about that. Like, I don't know what it means. Uh, everybody on the internet that knows what it means don't know what it means until he comes out and says what it means because he's good at hiding Easter eggs. Um, as far as him working babyface or heel, AEW's good at the shades of gray. Look at Britt Baker. She is a heel that gets a babyface reaction, and they are not going to change anything because of that. Uh, and she works against babyfaces. They they are like, hey, you know what? Let's just go with whatever gets the reaction. Let's go with what gets the pop. And that's why we're there. Uh, Chris Reigns said, uh, I mean, I just want to point out here, we've now got four more old chats to get through. Every single one of them, and this has never happened before, is about our guests. This is a, a first time that this Lovely. has happened when we've had a guest this on the show. This is going to go straight been... to his head, Luke. Why would you do this? Why? I mean, it's going to become fairly obvious when the next four things I say. When you have 101,000 followers on Twitter, <sighs> that happens sometimes. Hey, look, I, I, you know, both of you are verified. I can't get that. Be happy with what you've got, Denise. I'm trying to get Fightful <laughs> verified, and I can't. <laughs> Oh, well, why don't you brag about your 101 followers to Twitter and tell it's, them uh, to sorry. you approve this website? Sorry, Denise, this isn't you. It's not 101 followers. It's 101,000 followers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> pardon me. My apologies. Chris Rain said, uh, happy to see the great muter here with all that baby face fire. As <laughs> Hoga said. Thanks to the three of you for all of the entertainment. Even though Sean is a jerk, I would still buy you and your wife uh, a water in Cincinnati. Just trolling. Yeah. Thanks again, so, folks. Hold on. What is this this crap that I hear? Somebody messaged me and said that like some super chat got read on this show, and somebody said that they tried to buy me a beer and I was mean to them or something. Oh, that because is a bell. Because I just want to say that has never happened. Nobody to me, to my face, has said, hey, let me buy you a beer, and I have never been rude to somebody that's come up and spoken to me in person. That's a lie. Also, I don't drink beer. That's, so, I think we said that. I think we said yeah. on the show, it was like, I don't think Sean drinks. And Wouldn't somebody that happened on our show? Yeah, and somebody said it was at an AEW Dynamite in 2019. Well, here's another one. I didn't go to AEW Dynamite in 2019. My first thought- one was in 2020. I thought they were talking about the Impact show, actually. That never happened either. They didn't sell beer there. They didn't sell concessions there. They gave away goodie bags there because they were at a studio that was not constructed for audience members. So they put like protein bars and gave people water. That didn't happen there either. God, got to fact check these people. Come on now. Hey, I don't I, I don't have negative. I've never even had a negative interaction with a wrestling see- fan or reader in person. Sean, when I read that, I thought, eh, it's probably plausible. Sean was probably rude to them. Listen, Denise, <laughs> just because people come up to you and they say, oh, hey, Denise, and you're like, I'm sorry, I got to take a dump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love you. Now, yeah. now, 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 now. Don't worry, I mean, Sean, I, I have some plans up we, my sleeve. 
I'm pretty sure we said at the time. I'm not sure we we fully believe what we, what had been said there. Either that, or there is someone who is going to wrestling shows that looks like Sean Rossap and is pretending that they're Sean Rossap. <laughs> that'd be, be very bad rap. That'd be cool. That'd be very funny. I would love that to have like a, a little clone Ro- running Ross around. Rap. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, Breaking Sydney said, "Love the Wrestle News Multiverse, amazing show. The Wrestling Forbidden Door is truly open." Some stupid punk. Oh wow, look at this group! It's the Dong Lord SRS. He's so tall. Luke, imagine the tallest man you've ever seen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Where is it? Where is it? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Uh, did you know that he also does voice acting uh luke is going to be a dad probably a great one denise hi how are the massive dumps they're fantastic that's how i eat and stay the same you you what that's how i manage to eat and stay the same do you not get that? The bigger oh. shits you take, the smaller swear on this show. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, I... but that's not the S H I T in a bad way. It's the S H I T in the fluid way. Denise, in the fluid way? Denise, that's not healthy. You've got diarrhea, Denise. Fine then. In the, what do you would just say? Solid? Denise, I just shilled an FTF shirt without saying the actual F word. Okay, fine. I'm, not I'm sorry. Apologies. Luke, 52 minutes. I said the S word. You know what? Because I, I, you know. I didn't realize that this show was PG 10, not even PG 13. <laughs> you know PG-8. that this show is. Denise, you and I have been doing this show for almost okay. a year. To be fair, I didn't find out until I said my first swear word. It was when I found out I couldn't say swear words. <laughs> We are on before noon in the States. You got to. Well, Denise. I'm sorry. Apologies. You know what? Here's the thing about this. I, I, you know, I don't like this whole non-cursing rule. I'm sure that if there's anybody here that's like a little kid, they probably know more swear words than us. Have you? I don't heard, know. Have, I, you, have you heard kids nowadays? I don't know one, what's there's filthier. There's not even kids in Kentucky. There's no one in Kentucky. Moving on. I don't know what's filthier, Denise's mouth or her toilet. And I just want to point out as well, it's less about won't somebody think of the children. It's won't somebody think about the YouTube monetization. I think it gets the way. We we don't care about those kids. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Until until Luke has his, then we care about the kids. But until then, we don't care about those kids. And also, just the last bit of fact checking that we need to do before our last Ultra Chats. Kayla is taller than Sean. Okay, that's not true. And I've posted verification of this on the internet. So... Adrian, uh, well, you know, what would she do? Try to come and buy me a beer at AEW Dynamite? (laughs) We say no, shorty. Adrian said, sending this in just to break that Sean trend. Hope you're having a good day, Denise. And thank you. Breaking Sydney, lol, fake sting, Sean at shows. So the funny (laughs) thing is, I've never been more starstruck to interview somebody than the fake sting. (laughs) And I know that's weird. But I went to Jeremy and I was like, do you think he'd do an interview with me? And he's like, why wouldn't he? And my line of thinking was, okay, he's doing a signing. And I was there. It was at WrestleCade or something. And I was like, would he want to sit there and talk about playing the fake version of somebody else? And he was like, yeah. And then Scott Norton interrupted the interview to put over NWO Sting as hard as possible. And he was wonderful. It was great. I loved it. I I have not been starstruck at many wrestling shows previously when i've done wrestling interviews 
Um, but I can tell you, Ollie, and he's told this story many times before, but when they did the New Japan show uh, with Ring of Honor every year a couple of years ago, he was quite happy because they was like we were like working with them and stuff. And like <clears throat> we had a stall set up. Ollie was very happy to say hello to Minoru Suzuki, very happy oh, to yeah. say hello to Okada, very happy to say hello to Naito. As soon as he saw Kevin Kelly, he freaked out and was like, I can't go and say hello to Kevin Kelly. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, and NSO got last, he said, it was a bit of a joke about uh, you doing a bit on me on the list. I offered to buy you. Aha. So NSO was the person. Oh, okay. I offered to buy you a beer in Cincinnati and you did a little rant. That got blown <laughs> way out of proportion. Yeah. I had people on Twitter that were like, you were mean to somebody in person. Like, especially people on Reddit, like they'll cook up reasons why I'm a jerk. And it's like, if you're mean to me, I will be mean to you on Twitter. Like, that's the only reason. If you're mean, or if you're mean to Luke or Denise, I'll probably be mean oh, to you be on quiet. Twitter. People Shut can up, Denise. do the worst. Shut up, Denise. 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 You would not defend me because you're mean and you're evil. No, you shut up. Shut up, Denise. Anyway. I'm done. It is not even nine in the morning, and I still got, like, two different jobs to do today, and you're stressing me out. Thank you. Well, that was our last ultra chat. Go to beer52.com forward slash wrestle and get yourself 10 free craft beers. Sean, do you want, is there anything you'd like to plug? Fightfulselect.com. Um, that's where we break our news. And um, Monday nights, the Raw Post Show is where we break Denise in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just before she even gets much, on the show, I think you're trying to get rid of me, Sean. You're trying. No. You're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm trying. I don't know how else to Stop tell me. her. You're just trying to get rid of Shut me. This is me. you trying to cut the budget, and you don't want to take the heat like Nick Khan by cutting me. So you're like, we're gonna kick her out so she can leave on her own terms. Shut up, Denise. I'm done. Denise, is there anything you'd like to plug? No. Fightful.com. Actually, yes. Yeah. I want to plug my Twitter account at underscore Denise Salcedo. You know what? I may have a little of, I may have a smaller following than Sean, but you know what? Look at it this way. You can say WWE has a bigger following than AEW, but you can say that AEW is the better product. Well, you know what? Denise Salcedo's Twitter is the better product. I don't know Moving about that. On. You, you got to give people money and buy them pay-per-views and pizza just to get them to you know follow what, Sean? you. Because oh, I, mean, I like gonna, people I'm gonna and I'm, I'm kind. Because I give back to people. One, I don't just post Shh. things behind the paywall. Shut up, Denise. Also, Let I'm going to disagree. Hold on. I'm going to disagree on that one because that Toy Story AEW thread was fantastic. Yeah, and but my, my picks were better. You nobody was even caring. You were trying well, to steal my care. thunder. It's they typical care. Sean seeing that I have a brilliant idea and trying to steal my Denise, thunder. I hate to tell you, but I did that thread a year and a half ago. No, you did not. I did. I did. Well, then reshare it and see whose is better. No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna let you get your followers. I'm gonna let you get your your couple hundred followers off of that. You know what, Sean? You're just jealous of me Shut because I'm the first Denise. person Shut on Fightful up, that has actually been Shut able to up, challenge Denise. you to some degree. Shut up, Denise. You don't work with Jeremy, pal. Shut up, Denise. I don't even know who Jeremy is. <laughs> wow. Denise you, Denise, you gave me a hard out. I'm trying to wrap this show up and you're like, you said, I've got to be out of here at five past. And I'm like, cool, I need to wrap this show up. Then you're like, no, I'm going to cut it. Keep cutting a promo on Sean. 
Norm mm. Summers, but our last chat, I said, actually, I enjoy any combination of you three beautiful bastards that I can watch. Last time I saw Raw Live was in 2018. Felt like I was being held hostage for three hours. Went to my first Dynamite and didn't want to leave the building. Thank you for you guys and for this company. Thank you so much for watching, Norm. Thank you, all of you that have watched this show. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Get yourselves 10 free craft beers on us, UK viewers only. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you to Sean for uh, coming onto the show this week. It was a delight to have you and Denise Bicker. Um, it was a, a great, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was good training for me before I become D-A-D. Shut up, Denise. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a lovely weekend. Jam that jam, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.